Hello and welcome to level 15 of the Thoughts and Players podcast, a brand new gaming podcast with bold takes and no strings attached. I am Jeremy here once again with my two compadres. I have David. What up? And I have Corey. We are the sum of our deeds, not our names. Ramza from Final Fantasy Tactics. Very, very deep and insightful. Now, I think that's a perfect quote for this day because we have a new generation of consoles, correct? This is correct. And while PlayStation yeah. has the name, they've got to reprove themselves this generation. They have the weaker console, but they have the games. Xbox, big money behind them. Will they have games? We don't know. So, Well, the answer is kind of no, but... <laughs> No will for they, now. Will they have it for the entire generation? That is the question. They are setting themselves up to compete in that in that that sphere. Drop in what was it? A billy or seven billies? Seven point five. That's right. That rumors rumors of them looking at a Japanese developer as well. Yeah, yeah. It's great, man. I love it. Happy New Generation Day. You know, PlayStation out today. Xbox yep. a couple days ago. Awesome. The uh, new generation is upon us. It's the best. It's the best. So, uh, yes, happy new generation week, everyone. Uh, we don't know if you were able to get your hands on either of these consoles. It's been crazy. Or as the kids said in 2004, cray cray. And uh, <laughs> we, it's just, you know, like, like, we, like we've said in the past, uh, Corey was chosen by the PlayStation gods uh, in their palace to be able to get one. I myself was able to scour Twitter at the right amount of time at night in order to procure a Xbox Series X from from Best Buy, which and, I will talk uh, about. I got David, nothing. I'm about to say, David did the smart thing. He's waiting. <laughs> He's not dealing with any of this. He's not trying to color crowds or websites. He's, he's, he's waiting. Just, being he's riding smart, it out. Being smart and waiting, but while he's waiting, he's getting to enjoy that RTX 2060. Do not think I forget that you have that graphic. <laughs> David, I need yes. to know what you're waiting for. What it's game? Super. What game will bring you to next gen? You are my, You already know, Corey. It's it's RE8, right? Yeah, like that's that's when you purchase the next gen. But it's on PC as well. It's gonna be yeah. If the if 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 I do get a console, it's gonna be for that. Just the okay. just the habit. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, in some ways, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for everyone. I think the smartest one today, we were just saying how next gen is great. The smartest one among us today might be David. The only time, only time will tell. Yeah, Maybe but I'm will. also kind of like the most unexcited. Like you guys have these new things to open, use and play with. And I'm over here like. I'm going to use my PC I've had for three years. Woo. Well, well, it's been great. I know Jeremy got the Xbox a couple days ago. You probably ripped right into it and started playing, correct? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't opened it yet. Well, and, you know, Jeremy, what you doing, man? You're missing out on those exclusives, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to jump into Grounded. Oh, no, wait. I could have did that four months ago. Or, I, or you know what? We're going we're gonna to put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in that. Let's get it warmed up. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. So so with that, uh, so we can get there, let's jump into these morning announcements. Now, item number one, 
little bit of a, I don't know, a transition from what we were just talking about. Uh, it was confirmed before it shipped that the Xbox Series S will ship with 364 gigabytes of usable storage. Guys, what do you think about that terrible decision? It's it's terrible. <laughs> at, Insi- at the end, at the end of its lifetime, that's going to be Call of Duty Warzone. Like, that's it. That's how big it's going to be when they're like, all right, the next one, let's go. Right, because remember, it's an all-digital console. Right. Yeah, so I no think it, is being pulled from the from a disc. I mm-hmm. think it makes it not useless, but all it can really be is a Game Pass box where you're downloading a couple games, deleting a couple games, and you have you, you can't really play full length games for any number of years on this thing. Like David said with Call of Duty, if you're a big Call of Duty fan, well, that's that's one third, you know. And if you want Red Dead or something, it's just I don't know. It's not it's not very user friendly, I guess. <laughs> It's it's nonsense. It's just so it's so stupid. Um, item number two. Let's go on to a lighter note. Pokemon Go. We've talked about how you know this year, twenty twenty, has been the year of the quarantine and staying home and all these other different kind of things. But Pokemon Go, that AR game we were talking about, it's it it makes one billion dollars this year, and this year was its most profitable year as a game. People thought this game, I think it kind of went away because it's not at the type top of the zeitgeist. But this shows that the the game has staying power and it's being used as much now as it ever has. Have you guys, what do you think about this? Do you guys even still mess with Pokemon Go? Is that even like a thing? One, I'm very surprised. Like, I did not expect to see that. And two, I haven't played it since it was out for like three months. Yeah, I haven't touched it either. I think... Niantic, though, did a few things to kind of help with the pandemic. Yeah. And I'm just kind of speaking out of my butt here, but I think they did make it to where, hey, you don't really have to travel to, you know, kind of go to different locations to catch different Pokemon. So they did make changes to, you know, make up for people not being able to go out like that. Right. Which is cool. It made them a ton of money. They deserve it. Yeah. It's just I think it's really interesting that that game was somehow able to still keep people invested in it. Not only this long after it came out, but it's especially during this time when there's a lot of other avenues they could go to in order to find some kind of solace or distraction or something like that. Right. Uh, do we know what gen of Pokemon they're on right now? I have no idea. Because I don't know. Maybe they released, you know, 100 new ones, you know, gen six or seven or something. I, I don't know. But that could have played a part. Possibly. Possibly. You Pokemon Go players out there, let us know. Why is it, why is it got you captured still? News item number three. Among Us adds a new map. This is interesting. Now, David, you're the Among Us expert here. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this new map? Have, you, have they showed any screenshots or any footage of it? I mean, have you? is it playable or... or? That, all of that I am unsure of. I haven't been able to play the last two weeks because my group hasn't gotten together but it i don't know i mean it's good people are going to play it a couple times but everyone always plays like the main first map like if you just play like random online games it's it's always just the main map so i don't know i don't know if that's really going to do anything for the game yeah well it's cool to still adding content right because this game is oh like, yes i agree how how old is like three four i think it's 
I think it's two years old. Two years old. Okay, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, sliding content. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, news item number four, Far Cry 6 has been delayed by Ubisoft until at least March of 2021. I'm sure everyone is absolutely devastated by that news. Um, My coworker is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, were you guys actually... Corey, you had that one that one game you had you play that you know player. I forgot what it was. One game you end up marrying, one game you end up killing. I forgot yes. which one Far Cry Six was. I think I think I, I was going to marry Far it. Cry Six. Yeah, right, you were you were in love. I was going to ma- I was I was going to marry it. Well, so, uh, I mean. and that's that's the title of the game. There's no love. <laughs> Or no <laughs> real marital aspirations for me. I mean, you don't have to marry for love. Um, it's good if you do, but you could have married for you know government reasons, uh, paperwork, easier for taxes. There's a number of reasons to marry. You know, maybe both your jobs are compatible and you want a great living. I don't. I don't know. The I don't know reason, why you chose Far Cry. Is what the, I'm saying. The biggest reason for marriage is life insurance. Hello. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right, moving on. Um. Speaking of uh, hacking certain aspects, news item number five, Watch Dogs Legion had their source code hacked. Uh, This is hilarious. The game about hacking got hacked. The irony. Um, Corey, I know that you've been playing this game. Does this surprise you? Does it tickle your fancy of the irony that a hacker (coughs) game got hacked? It does tickle my fancy a little bit. I have a lot to say about Watch Dogs, which I will say later. But uh, yeah, like you pointed out, it's hilarious. This game is all about hacking and the futuristic and the power of tech. And yeah, Ubisoft played with fire. And they mm. got burned. Mm. Did, did it mm. affect the gameplay at all of them being hacked? Uh, no. No, no. it's just the source code, right? So like, you know, anyone can see exactly how the game was made. Yep. Yeah, so... Really, all they got was information. That's all. I mean, I guess if they wanted to throw it back out on the internet for everyone to have, they could. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know, computer stuff. Not great for them, but you know, Nerds. they're Ubisoft, so Who cares? nobody's nobody's really feeling too bad for them. News item number six: PlayStation, the you know the company that recently released the game console, uh, they sent PlayStation which was the place I was going to make um, interchangeable plates for the PlayStation, the console company. Well, they received a cease and desist from said PlayStation. Um, guys, got any thoughts on this? Uh, the only thing I'm thinking of is they kind of had the idea to do that, and they didn't start it yet. PlayStation did, and they're like, no, that's our money. We want to make it. It, uh, it feels a little stingy from PlayStation. You know, there's plenty of money to go around. I'm sure PlayStation would do mostly kind of like generic things, American flag or camouflage. You know, PlayStation still has access to all their first-party titles with put a God of War on there. But um, I don't know. The first thing they do is like, hey, you got to change your name, which that seems kind of fair. PlayStation could be confused for PlayStation as an official thing. And then later they just said, hey, you're just, you're just done. Yeah. So that feels a little stingy, but... I mean, hey, what can you do? What can you do? It seems Boy, like it. You know what I can't do? I can't make my PS5 look cool anymore. 
Right. Because it seems like even they, they could have found a niche of just doing really custom plates. Right. People having certain right. graphics. Maybe someone has a really cute Corgi that they think is cute. I mean, and, maybe and, someone's a huge know. fan of Thoughts and Players and they want to show it off. Exactly. Could have did that with could have did that with PlayStation. They can't do that with PlayStation. Yeah, I know. PlayStation can't, you know. I mean, yeah. but we would do it with PlayStation if they asked, like hundred percent. Sure, right well, since, away. Well, since you're our PlayStation well, it has plug, to be how nice about you get on that? Wait, wait, I'm the Nintendo and the PlayStation plug? Right. Yes. This fair. This ain't fair. Hey. Well, maybe someone shouldn't go around getting PlayStations. <laughs> and it wouldn't seem loving that Nintendo. <laughs> right. Okay, I'm sorry. Guilty. Yeah. Uh, continue with our PlayStation talk. Item number seven: Dual Sense controller. That new haptic feedback and all that fancy stuff. It works with the PlayStation Three. Sweet. You know. And it works with the Switch. Mm. Ah, speaking of Nintendo, but it does not work with the PlayStation Four. Why? Because of course it doesn't. Because of course it doesn't. <sighs> that that just would make too much sense. And as we previously know, PS4 controllers do not work with the PS5 because Sony is all about those generational lines. Once we make a new console, we don't worry about the old one. Right. Even though Miles Morales, Little Big Planet, Horizon Zero, West Dawn are all PS4 games as well. Right. Exactly. Generational yeah. divide. Generational divide. They just like money. There's no issue with that. Yeah. At least be, at least make sense. At least be consistent. I'm just happy. I got another Switch controller now. Those things are like 70 bucks. This yeah, they great. are. They are pretty pricey. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just thinking, so the PS5 controller can work on the PS3, but not the PS4. The PS5 can play PS4 games from disc, but not PS3 games mm-hmm. from a disc. This is all well thought out. This all yes. makes perfect sense. Of course. Yeah. Um, news item number eight. Now, this I, this uh, news item has since been uh, been a change. It's no longer happening. But at one point, GameStop, GameStop was going to have a TikTok contest for their employees to work more hours during Black Friday week. A nice little. What was that? Did you did you did you just? What I, that? Yeah, what I, I don't that know you what just that attempted. Is. That's a thing. I, I don't you, know what it's called. You tried actually. to dab. Okay. I think it was. I yeeted. It was a dab. Okay. You, you, gotta, you gotta look. You gotta look down into your elbow. There. There you go. Okay, I did it. <laughs> I'm cool. Okay. <laughs> so so uh, anyways. This is so this news story is funny because how can you subject your employees to a TikTok contest to work more? That's like humiliating in itself. Yeah. Do a TikTok dance and then the prize is work more. Like it's just two bad things together. <laughs> I don't I don't know how tone deaf. Maybe that just shows how tone deaf their executive management group is in order right. to think that something like that works and makes sense i don't know insulting in some way or, or or shape well it is and i think we're seeing the last of gamestop anyways i don't think they're going to survive this gen no 
So. Yeah, they've been having issues left and right. And the weird thing is, is I think a lot of people were forecasting that they would get a bump because of the consoles. And I don't really think that's going to be the case. I mean, right. Wow. They didn't get that many. No stores got that many. So, right. Um, I don't but know. Have, I guess you have all these other retailers that offer a generally better re- uh, a shopping experience. Mm-hmm. You have the um, the manufacturers of the main PlayStation and Microsoft themselves also supplying supplying you know these these orders to people. Um, and like the thing a- is, they're selling all digital consoles, so they're kind of signing their death warrant. You know, yeah. hey, here's an all digital, and you can never come back and buy games from us because yep. none of our discs work. Right. <laughs> so it's just, it's not a good future for them. No. Um, but they're not a good company. So they're not. You'll, you're going to feel bad for all the employees that work there. But as far as the company, it's like, mm, kind of good riddance. Yeah. Right. Because, like, there, there's like no certain reason, but I've always kind of avoided GameStop if possible. Yeah. That's called yeah. instinct. I, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on to news item number nine. A Mass Effect have announced a remaster of their trilogy. As well as the fact that they have a new Mass Effect game in development. Now, I think, I don't know, I think it was maybe moi that it requested a remaster of the Mass Effect trilogy. So it's nice to see that someone... At EA got their head out what's, of their ass. What's moi mean? Myself. Moi, so moi me. mean me. No. It was me. Level it was one. You? It yeah. was you? Are you yeah, sure you it was were... you? All right, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to do a timeline. In, in level one, you were level-headed. You said, I don't want any more remasters or remakes. Skyrim, you're doing too much. And I right. said, you know what, though? I want Mass Effect. And you kind of dogged me, and then you spent the next 10 levels asking for every <laughs> remaster under the sun right. and buying everyone under the sun. Kings of Amaral, Mafia 3, those two. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not right. taking credit for it. You can be okay. happy. I think we can all be happy. I've seen so much fangirling for this, it's insane. It's awesome. Mass Effect is a great series. It's like the trilogy is almost the best trilogy in gaming, I would say. Out of the top of my head. I can't think of another one. You but can't forget, You can't forget Lost Planet. I, I just did. <laughs> um, but no, I'm pretty excited for this. I hope they do a lot for it. I know I was a little disappointed. It is only PS4 and Xbox One. They're not next-gen games. But they're going to make them be able to play on next-gen with added benefits. It's really kind of like like what's going on here? If you haven't added benefits, those are next gen games then. But I'm excited either way. Um, just three great games. Number two, especially, is known as one of the top games of all time. Uh, I'm going to re- be replaying them. Absolutely. You too, Jeremy. Great games. Yes, I will be. I will be replaying this Mass Effect remaster. And I know Jeremy doesn't believe me. He's checking level one after this level's done. <laughs> He's going back. You know what? I don't. I don't. It's not that I. It's not that I don't believe you, but I don't believe you, right? right? Does that make any sense? So, so we're just gonna leave it in limbo. I'm not gonna go back and check. The people can check me if they want to. Oh, they know. Okay, they're laughing. Right? I, I want to okay. see. I see. I want to see some checking. Okay. On on Facebook, okay. like let's go. All right. Folks. All right. The people want to check me. They can check me if they want to. I think they'll be mistaken, but they can check me if they want to. <laughs> um. 
News item number 10. Capcom is getting blackmailed, guys. Um, what do we mean by that? Well, there's this hacker group that hacked Capcom. We don't know if they're Watch Dogs Legion affiliated. We don't believe so. But anyway, <laughs> they were able to get some information from them. They're holding about a terabyte of important data and information. And in order for Capcom to get that stuff back, they want dun 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 eleven million dollars. <laughs> Guys, obviously the first question that we're all thinking about with Capcom getting hacked and all this different cyber attack stuff, taking it to like more of a a, a reflective kind of important question with Capcom getting blackmailed and these, these people wanting $11 million from them. Do you guys feel $11 million is enough? <laughs> to ask for? Like, we're playing the parts of the hackers? Correct. Corey, put on your Watch Dogs Legions hat. I'd rather not. <laughs> but Honestly, uh, it depends on how many are behind the operation because you want a good fair share. Okay. I think I think the number is brilliant. Okay, that is like for a big corporation like that. That's almost like uh, we just kind of have to do it. You know, a much higher number. They're like, hey, we're getting our own team, our cra- our crack squad in here. We're gonna figure out who did this. Eleven million is almost like, yeah, let's just do it. Who cares? That's like right? us throwing a hundred bucks down the drain. But sure, it sucks. <laughs> sure, it sucks, but. Eh, I can deal. I mean, do you pay it if you're Capcom? Do you? Jeremy, you're Capcom now. We're the hackers. You're Capcom. Okay, so if I'm Capcom, I'm having to think, I'm having to jump inside not only the mind of a business, but mm-hmm. the mind of a culture. Yes. Now, this kind of thing is very insulting to the Japanese culture, right? Right. So if I'm them, I have a lot of pride in what I do and what I stand for and being principal principled and not backing down for anyone. So I think if I'm Capcom, I say no go. And I'm trying to get my own team and we're going to try to dig through and find out where we can retrieve what we can retrieve. So now if okay, you're thinking that now, if I'm, let's say if I'm Ubisoft, if I'm a European company, I pay them 15 million, say, Hey, here's an extra <laughs> 4 million. <laughs> you know. Now the thing is, they pay them. Do you, can you trust this team to just get rid of that information? No, absolutely they, not. You know, they're gonna get paid and then throw it out there anyways. Let's breach a contract, and that's illegal. So I don't think they would do that. Oh, oh, right. oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, you got so. me there. My bad. <laughs> right. Um, news item number eleven. Dead by Daylight gets new killers and a new survivor. David, what's the rap on this? Yeah, I got okay. this real quick. What? Oh. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the new killers, it, this is such an awesome concept. It is, it's really one killer, but the one killer is twins. One of them is like, you know, a regular looking kind of human, and the other one is like a gremlin looking thing that when they're together, the little gremlin hides inside like the stomach of the regular looking one because hmm. there's just this hole missing. And you can control both of them one at, one at a time, but if you want to control the little gremlin, he jumps out 
and he runs faster than the original, the regular, and he, he jumps on the survivor's back. So they're trying to get them off, and then you you go back to the main uh, killer, and you can find him and hit him. And it's I really liked I really liked this idea that they put in. And then the new survivor, I I don't know the name of her, but both killer and survivor they both come with three more perks each, so that's more into the pool. And I I think this is great. I'm as soon as this as soon as it comes out, I'm getting them. Yeah, they look they look super creepy. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. They did a really good job. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool interesting way to kind of, you know, build and innovate on the mechanic of the game. Right, cuz it's, you know, the four survivors versus one killer, but now it's essentially 4v2, uh maybe one and a half. Right. It's it's it really adds to the game. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, we have our last news item here. We started, we began with the Xbox Series S. We're going to end with the Xbox Series X. And that is that there have been reports that uh, Xbox Series X are having disc play issues. Uh, some when you try to put the disc in, there's this weird clicking, scratching kind of noise. Sometimes the disc doesn't go. Sometimes it's very difficult to get out. Um... Do any of you guys know um, how Microsoft Xbox lost the ability to make consoles? <laughs> because it seems like they used to make them and they used to work okay. And then they started to make them where they are either completely horribly underpowered and don't work as well, or in some cases just don't work at all. So uh, what, what gives here? What's going I on? I think Look, I want to hear your opinion first, Jeremy. You're the one with the money on the line at this point with the Xbox Series X. Like, right. are you are you personally worried? Is it up yet? It, the reason I know it, that's not the reason why I haven't opened it up. But since I am going to be opening it up, it's one of the things I'm going to have to look for now. Right. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, cool. Is this going to be a? Is this going to be a freaking red ring of death thing? Yeah. Right. Right. Hopefully not, because they haven't got enough copies out there in order for it to, you know, be the the large swath that it was with the 360. But there's enough of them and there's enough reports of the issue. And the last time I checked, Xbox hadn't made an official statement about the issue. But it's just the idea that you can create a game console like that. And that there can be possible issues with the disc player, right? You only have two versions. The, the, the version that people buy that has a disc thing, it's, it's, that's part of the reason why you're charging more besides all the graphical stuff inside of it, right? There's no other recourse. If, I, if this doesn't work, then I have to get a replacement. How long do I have to wait for that replacement? Because right. you're already short on everything. Um, and, you know, this is on top of the fact that this company for, can't, no one there in their bleepy mind is able to make sure you have a next-gen game available for your next-gen launch. That's super cool. That's fantastic. PlayStation, they've got Miles Morales. They've got Demon Souls. They've got Little Big Planet. They've got next-gen games are exclusive. Well, what do I have for my Xbox Series X? I have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Great. Okay, fantastic. A Ubisoft game. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and then what else do I have that's like, you know... And is, is there anything specifically next gen 
No. So, of course, I'm going to download like Doom Eternal or some other games like that where I can play it. But I mean, I could play I could play that stuff on my PC right. or on my Xbox One S, you know, like. It, it it doesn't make any it doesn't make any I understand that Halo got delayed or whatever, but how do you not have anything else? You don't have anything else where you're like, well, if you make the decision, we've got this as a backup. There's there's right. no that. It's just stupid. It's stupid stuff. <laughs> I thought I like it's, like, it's it's just sometimes like I, I I try to figure out how are the people that are in positions to make the decisions in the position to make the decisions because you can't demonstrate this kind of decision making and get to that level, right? I mean. Okay. It kind of makes you wonder why they didn't like make Wasteland Three a launch title or Grounded early access launch title just to have something to say. Hey, right. these are new games that are coming out the same day as our new console. Right. Those games, they're not the biggest games, but they could at least been. Hey, these are new games. Yes, and that's where they made a mistake. Yes, Corey, what you what, what you are what you are describing is very astute, sly line. Right. We understand Grounded isn't technically a next gen game. Right. But if you just save it for the next gen launch, then the people out there, right, all the people out there, most of whom are very nice and very stupid, will think it's a next gen game. Right. Instead, right. instead, it's like, OK, I, like I understand one of the tactics they did was with Gears Tactics. Right. They mm-hmm. made it a PC exclusive until the next gen. And they're like, OK, now you can play it on console. Guess what, bro? People ain't flocking to play a, t- a tactics game on their console. They're just not. <laughs> right. So I don't understand. They're hoping that, well, because you could get it a day or two before PlayStation 5, you can play games like, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla on it, the new NBA 2K21 and different stuff like that. That's cool. But if you're someone that's looking for the best, most premium experience in the name brand, you're going to opt for the PlayStation anyway. Right? right. So I don't know what they're doing. And the fact that they have this issue, the launch issue, on top of now, I might play. I might have AC Valhalla and can't play it because the disc thing doesn't work. You know, like it just makes absolutely no sense. So now, yeah, I'm stuck. I mean, I'm stuck having to look and go to places. I know I went to a store and almost bought Far Cry Five for Xbox just so I could have (laughs) another game to play on my Xbox Series (laughs) X because there's nothing else really to play on it besides if I go to Game Pass and grab Doom Eternal and other some other stuff that I can already play or have been playing on my PC. Right. Doesn't make any sense. It was like a six point five rain. I liked it. Yeah, sure. See, I had disc issues on my Xbox three sixty. The disc tray, like it wouldn't open sometimes, and I'd have to like pinch it and grab it and pull it out. And then sometimes it wouldn't even close. And then eventually it wouldn't open, and I ripped it out and I had to buy a new one. But like, you think they would have fixed this kind of issue by now? I mean, I I heard that like some of the DSs, so many of those hinges broke. I don't. I don't think David, uh, uh, never mind. Go on. What? <laughs> that's funny, right? That's, that's pretty good, Jeremy. That, that, ends, that ends our morning announcements. I'm that so ends lost. Our, that ends our morning announcements. Okay. <laughs> Which brings us to the round table where we have a discussion about a single topic or news thing that, you know, we all want to, we all want to discuss. And so we've been talking about, you know, top five handheld games, best to worst Xboxes, right? Which. How many times are you going to bring this up? Well, if they would stop messing up. Well, here's well, here's the thing right now. He's going to bring up how he always owns me. No, 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 no. Here's what I'm going to bring up. Remember, we said Xbox One was four, Series X is three. 
Yeah, that's true. That's still true. You think that's still true? Easily. It's 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 barely still true. You're saying it's easily still true? It's it, barely it, still true. It'll it'll show itself to be true. Okay. Okay. So um this this discussion we're gonna have though it doesn't pertain to a council or anything like that. We're gonna be talking more about the games, you know, the actual things, the experiences, the interactive narratives. And of course, we're gonna be talking about game mechanics. What kind of game mechanics? The worst game mechanics. That's right. <laughs> because though there's great games and great game mechanics, there's a lot of great games with bad game mechanics. And a lot of bad games with even worse game mechanics. So we're going to talk about some of those. List some that we uh, we hate. Vent. A little bit of a venting session here. Uh, so uh, let's see. Who wants to start off this roundtable? All right. Yeah. Sure everyone's ahead, jumping David. at once. I'll go. <laughs> okay. So this... Uh, am I... <sighs> Okay, I don't know. Okay, so you know those games where you have to, like, build your city? You have to build, like, the archery and then, like, the woodstock and, like, whatever and, like, the hospital. You know, I, like, I played a mobile game for a while like that. And I I just, I stopped because I the game mechanic of waiting hours on end for something to build just annoys me. Like, mm. I can understand waiting, you know, 15, 20 minutes or whatever, but, like... There was at one point I had to wait eight hours for something to be built. Mm-hmm. No, that's that, nope, that's a that's a good me. one. Not I for thought me. for sure you were going to start dogging base building. I was going to be that's, upset. That's where I, that's where I thought I was headed. I was going to be upset, but that mechanic, uh, what would you even call that? That's a, uh, I don't know. It's just I think it's like just purposeful like time delays to make you buy like time boosters and right because yeah because it did yeah. have that. Yeah. I put I put as one of mine pay to win microtransactions. That's kind of the same because mm-hmm. if you pay, it gets built quicker. You have a better chance at winning or doing whatever you need to do in that right. game. Right. right. So, hundred percent agree with that one. That is terrible. Yes. Absolutely. Um, all right. So I got one. I got two that um, I really really hate. Mm. I want to bring it out, and I've already said this to you guys, and you guys disagreed. Yep. I believe I hate timed missions. Like just in general, they they are not fun. Um, even for games that you would think are a little bit less stressful, like um, Overcooked, that has like a time that just keeps clicking. My friend down. made me play that one time. It's so I got stressful. Mad. Like it's so no, stressful. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> right, horrible. And then um, and this one is very laid back. But I don't know if you guys have played Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand the time mechanic in that because. You feel so pressured to go about your day and do everything to perfection because you only have a certain amount of time that it's 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 stress inducing. I couldn't right. play it. I'm like, no, I would rather just farm at my own leisure. Right. So, I mean, those are just two examples. But throughout the history of gaming, there are many more. And I hate every single one of them. Right. Now, see, with the Stardew Valley one, I totally agree with you on it. It feels like. That mechanic there, it feels like it's just out of place with the rest of the game. Because the game is supposed to be so chill and laid back. Yeah. Why don't we have this time mechanic that kind of has this, you know, daunting type of presence in the background when we're trying I to would, do stuff? I would rather just have like a progress mechanic, you know, like, hey, you can do a certain amount of actions per day or something. I, I don't know, but I do not like the time part at all. Yeah. Or it has like a fatigue or a stamina system in it, right? So how about it, you know, you're just too tired to plant any more turnips you just can't do it i think they do that but i think they also have the time in case you 
overwork yourself early. You just get knocked out or something. Yeah. So yeah, not not my favorite. And then um, I had escort missions, which is the one I think you guys disagreed with me a little bit. Right. But yeah, because that's I, essentially the entirety of Resident Evil Four, and that's my favorite one. It's not the entirety. There's a lot of times you're not protecting Ashley, and the times you are protecting her when she's going and hitting switches, and you got to use a sniper to knock people. And those are the worst missions in the game, by far, because she doesn't have a decent AI, and she relies on you totally. If you get rid of her, you could just have the zombies coming at you, and it would achieve the same thing, except you're in control of what happens. There, you have Ashley running into the people. I don't know. I don't like it, and I, I can't think of another escort mission I don't like, <laughs> but I know there, I did not like that one. Did, uh, did you play The Last of Us? Uh, yeah, but Ellie's kind of... Well, no, there, there's a, a section of the game, like, you just come out of, like, the sewer area, and you're... Uh, wow, why can't I remember his name right now? But uh, you're up in a house with a sniper, and you're trying to kill all all the clickers and stuff. And they're trying to get to the house, so they're you're they're relying on you for them to get to the house. And there's like just clickers and runners left and right. That's kind of escorty because that is escorty. Like you said with Ashley getting switches and stuff. I mean, there's tons of them though. You know, where someone's following behind you and they're walking at a certain pace, and you can't really leave them. Or they're going too fast and they get ahead and they have a light bar that's just clicking down because they can't defend themselves at all. I just I, I don't like it. I think it's one of the worst ones. Um, I'm sure some people have done it well, but not my flavor. Yeah. Jeremy, you got one? I do. Um, the first one I'll talk about is I hate when you have to hold a button to do something. What the hell am I holding the button for? It makes no sense. Oh, you want to pick up this? You want to pick up this book? Well, hold X or hold square to pick up the book. What are you talking about? Or if I want to, or if I want to open a door, hold the button to open the door. No, bud. How about you just open the door? Because when I input it in my mind to open a door. My mind says, hey, open that door. And then I just open the bleeping door. My mind doesn't say, hey, open the door, open the door, open the door, and holds the command for like seven seconds until I open the door. I just say, okay, here's the act of opening the door. What am I holding these buttons for? Everything. Hold this button to start. Why? Just start the effing game. That's why I bought you. Like, like, like what is going on here with holding buttons? So um, it just feels like every time I he- I see it in a game, it feels it- so freaking pretentious. Like, oh, you want to you want to embark on this epic? And maybe I think it's pretentious because I think you do it in No Man's Sky. And good lord, is that game pretentious? So <laughs> so it's you know so it's like oh, hold this in order to do you want to take off? There's certain things where it's okay, right? When it's when it's either giving you a physical feedback of let's say if you're taking off in a rocket ship. And you're holding the button as you feel the thrusters begin to mount to that to that point of takeoff. That 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 makes that and that's in line with what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing. And I'm giving a tactile response to that. That makes sense. That that's part of the experience. That I understand that completely. But holding buttons to do other stuff, to look at it, to read, to you know, I think. I don't know. Is it Red Dead where you have to hold in order to search a person's body or something like that? You have to. What are you doing? I tap the button, 
search the person's body if you got to. I would prefer you just pick up the stuff. I don't know why you have to actually go through every person's body. I understand you're not trying to be realistic, but this ain't the Sims, bud. Okay? So, <laughs> so, so, but yeah, holding the button to do anything. I can't, I, I can't stand it. It just feels like such a time sink. Just, if I got to push the button to do it, okay, I press X, do what you got to do, and then let me go play the game, because I want to play the game. So, that's one. That's one that I have. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I think that is, like, very underrated. When you first said it, I'm like, oh, what's the big deal? But you, you've convinced me. That's horrible. <laughs> it, it really is horrible. It's terrible. Like, like you said, to open a door, it's like you see the little meter going around in a circle to fill up. It's like, yeah, come on. Just, you know. Just, just open the door. <laughs> just Why are you wasting door. my time? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Um, let's see. I have, I mean, I do have, I do have another one that I don't know if it's a mechanic as it is more so just a game design type of thing. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I'm clearly not a big puzzle person. You're throwing, you're throwing puzzles down the, uh, well, n- puzzle games are fine. Right. And they're fine to incorporate in other games. But I don't like when a game like constantly forces puzzles because that's part that's what's part of the game is supposed to be instead of letting it be like kind of flowing more organically. And so a game that I'll use for that example to kind of describe what I'm talking about is a game that I actually was enjoying until I had to keep doing puzzles. And that was Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice. (laughs) Like if I was just able to experience the narrative of the game and the combat of the game, which isn't that deep anyway, but it's enough of what it needs to be, right? And if the puzzles were that way, then it would be fine. But the fact that it's it's this kind of constant thing of story, exploration, puzzles, combat. Story, exploration, puzzle, combat, right? Like, I think you kind of have to decide what you want that game to lean on more and more. Is it more of a narrative game, which is what it feels to be? The lean more on the narrative, less on the puzzles or even the combat, right? But there's so many other games like that where it's it's puzzles that are just ridiculous for no reason. They have you running all over the map or all over an area in order to solve them. If it's more of a linear, streamlined kind of experience like that, then let it just be that way, right? That's the same thing with the puzzles in the Rise of Tomb Raider, which I actually enjoyed. The puzzles made sense. They were there, but they weren't too much in your way or in your face. You were able to navigate them and keep going and experience the story and the combat and all that other stuff, right? So it's it's a thing because for someone like me, when I've got to do too many puzzles, I'm like, I don't want to keep trying to figure out stuff. I just want to experience the story. So it's it's a thing where it's it's I don't I don't I don't like it. I hate I hate when game companies <laughs> do that. Okay, if you're going to incorporate, you have to figure out what your game is. And based on what you want your game to be, that's how you emphasize those those puzzles. If you want it to be something like The Witness, which is a mostly puzzle game, that's fine. But we know that going into it, right? So that's experience we expect. No surprise puzzles. No puzzles just to get to the thing. Just do the thing. And what's the puzzles are part of that thing? All right. I, uh, I'm going to follow that up with kind of a big almost like a genre of games Um, because you went with puzzles. I feel like I'm safe to talk about stealth. I hate stealth and I hate all stealth, 
but I mostly hate the stealth that's forced into a game that doesn't really have stealth. You know, right. like you said, if I buy Metal Gear Solid, I know what I'm getting into. That's why I don't buy them. I know they're stealth games. Um, Last of Us is probably the closest to a stealth game that I actually play, but you can kind of run and gun a little more in that. Right. But I just hate when a random game puts you in a stealth section and it's like, if you get caught, you fail. Because that almost turns into like what you said, almost like a puzzle. You kind of have to read the room, see what routes people are taking and figure it out. And I hate it. And I hate when you can't battle your way out of it, especially when this entire game you've been fighting or something like that. Right. Um, and they're always my least favorite parts. I never get through a stealth section and been like, wow, exhilarating. That was great. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> right. I love I love Ghost of Tsushima, but my least favorite parts were the stealth. Mm-hmm. They were frustrating. They were um, stressful. And I just I didn't like them. I don't like stealth. I think. If you're going to make a stealth game, perfect. There are stealth game fans, but I think it's a horrible mechanic, and I would just do away with the entire thing. No more stealth ever. Show your face. Now, the only thing I will say with a game like Ghost is at least you understand it from a narrative standpoint why yeah. you have to do stealth. Oh, for right? sure. So the, story, the story made sense on why I had to do that. Yeah, but there's I a lot of games that don't do that. I don't think it was very fun. Yeah. Completely. Totally agree. All right, David. All right, so I'm like I like Jeremy said. I don't know if it's game mechanic or just game thing, but uh, like loot boxes. When you get stuff that you already have and it just does nothing, like that's that's just kind of like irritating. Like Overwatch, they changed it. If you get something that you already have, it gives you coins, so that way you know you can save them up and get something that you don't have that you want. That makes sense. Like make the stuff be useful if you already have it in some way it just to sit there and you know work for them or pay for them and then just to get stuff you already have and nothing all useless that's just annoying and AI okay sure that is a probability you have to deal with and you know going in but come on like apex you can't get the same stuff once you got it, you get it, and it's not going to be in the Apex boxes anymore. Like, I think that's cool. Listen, there's nothing more deflating than an Overwatch. The box opens up, and you see like gold come down, like the actual like legendary, and it ends up just being gold. Yep. You know, you're expecting a sick costume, something you haven't yep. got, and you're like, oh, I got a double. I have 45 costumes I haven't unlocked yet, and yet I'm getting a double. Okay, and what does that give you? It doesn't even give you enough to buy a costume. Right, exactly. It gives you half the price. Yep. Like, they're devaluing their own, like, legendaries, like, the second time you get them. It's horrible. They should give you double the gold for getting a double. (laughs) (laughs) It is very frustrating. Hate that. Okay. You have another one? You want me to go with another one? Oh, David? Well, I'm good now. That's what I got. Hi, Jay Brown. Okay, again, don't know if this is a game mechanic or not. I believe it is. Okay, I understand that these companies want to make all the money. That's cool. It's not really cool, but I, I get it in theory, right? Here's the thing: I need. I need games to stop having twelve different forms of currency. Okay, give me one currency to buy stuff in your game. And I don't mean for me to literally put dollars in to buy stuff in the game because I bought your game, right? But 
I don't need like an Assassin's Creed or I'm trying to remember like some other games where you have, oh, well, here's a regular in-game currency. And then here's a, you know what, you know what a perfect, a perfect example of that is destiny. Destiny has like 17 different currencies. Look, just give me the in-game currency that I need to get my stuff. And that's it. If you want to add one currency for premium currency, which means you were a sucker that gave us money more than what you already <laughs> gave us, then I guess that's okay. But I'm sick and tired of, oh, what about this? You need this currency. You need that thing. You need this thing and that thing and that thing. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with it. Okay. And also, well, I'll, that's, that's maybe another, another, another game mechanic I'll get into. But that game mechanic, currencies. I don't need six, seven, eight currencies. One, Two max, and then let me just play the game, okay? Play and enjoy the game. If my currency is gold, and then the premium currency is diamond, I can decipher. That's easy for me to do, okay? But when oh, but okay, yeah, that's yeah, the gold, okay, that's the diamonds. But do you have ruby currency? <laughs> do you have the emerald currency? What are you talking about? That's another thing I can't, and I think that's something that's happening more and more as they try to incorporate more and more microtransactions in the games. They just have to diversify the currencies. Well, stop doing that. I mean, it's confusing. And I think that's yeah. why they do it. Because people are looking at it like, I don't know what to buy. I should get this one. Yeah. I have a chance to make a mistake. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Stop doing it. Okay. I got one. I don't I don't know if you'll agree with me, Jeremy. You're you're a big RPG player. David, I know you don't play as many RPGs, but you'll understand where I'm coming from here. Um over encumbrance. I think it's a ridiculous mechanic in games for the simple fact that by the time you get over encumbered, you already have a million things that you're carrying. Like you're carrying 15 helmets, 10 suits of armors, a thousand apples. Like your guy can't carry that anyways. And now I picked up one more <laughs> apple and now I'm walking at one tenth of the speed. Makes no sense. Just give us unlimited or give us a quick, like, fancy magical box where we can put it in an inventory far away or just make it realistic. You know, you can hold one weapon, a couple apples. Like I don't understand. And I hate it because I am very stubborn when it comes to these games. I will walk two miles at 0.2 speed to put it back in my house. I won't drop an item because every item I picked up had a purpose. So why are you holding me back? And this is mostly Skyrim. I know pretty much every RPG does it, but still it's just like, Every RPG doesn't do it, and it is mostly just the Bethesda. <laughs> Skyrim. Of the, it's mostly the Bethesda, it's mostly Bethesda <laughs> RPGs. Yeah, the yeah, Witcher does it, right? I think you have like a select amount of space of what you can put. Things okay, in. so th that's that's good. That's better, right? Because at least you know, you know. It, go on. You felt like you're going to say something. No, that it's, that sounds like the games that you're talking about. Where it, yeah, and it makes since where it's like um over so the idea of over encumbrance makes sense it does it's the, it's the implementation of it that you're talking about mm -hmm. as to okay your guy has strength he can carry 400 pounds worth of stuff right where and it's like he can just yeah he can just carry it and but if you pick up an apple and get that 401 oh crap can't walk you can bear you can you can't walk so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that doesn't make a lot of sense. There are some games like I was thinking about Mountain Blade Bannerlord, mm -hmm. where that also has kind of like an over encumbrance system, but it's based upon your party, which makes sense to me. If your party has too much stuff, 
you're going to move slower on the map than you would if you didn't have that much stuff. And that implementation kind of makes sense, but it's still using the same thing with the with the yeah with the with the Elder Scrolls and the Bethesda games and stuff like that. It makes less sense because a who would walk around being able to carry three four hundred pounds of stuff anyway, right? And then oh, I can carry four hundred. I can carry four hundred pounds of stuff and run. Yeah, exactly. And just, I pick up, I pick up an apple and I can't move. Make it realistic or just get rid of it. Or find a really good in like game way of explaining it. Because it just makes no sense. I think they need to do a combination of slot, um, you know, like like a, a slot allocation as mm-hmm. well as weight, right? So maybe yeah. you can only carry possibly up to three swords with you. Right. But if you carry a great sword that has more weight than the other swords, maybe you can only carry two. Perfect. Right? Love Something it. like right. that. Um, Love it. Yeah, but the way they have it there, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There's a bunch more stuff with Bethesda RPGs that don't make sense. <laughs> That's a very good one, though. I, see, I agree with you on that in, in theory of the, of the application of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, anyone else got a... Uh... Yeah, I just thought of one. Okay, so again, I don't know game mechanic. More more game controller. So this has happened to me quite often in Dead by Daylight. So like, I'm hiding from the killer. I'm like, I'm healing, and I'm I'm by a pallet just just in case, you know, because I can use that to run away. I'll sit there and be healing, and then I have to do a skill check. And a skill check is a hit space. So I go to hit the skill check, but I fully healed before I needed to hit it. But it's like an instant thing. So you're ready to hit it, and you go to hit it, but it moves. You know, it doesn't get there in time and just disappears. And I go to hit space because I thought I was going to have to hit the skill check. But no, disappeared. I drop a pallet instead. Because drop a pallet, <laughs> also space bar. So, like, two different buttons or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I, that, it's just that's annoying. Here's the deal. I didn't know what any of that meant, but it sounded devastating. Like I felt for you, like that sounds because like once you once you drop a pallet, you drop it. A pallet like attracts a killer; they'll hear it. Like it just gives away your position. It gives you away position, and if you're being chased and you drop a pallet on the killer, it stuns them. Oh, nice! And you can run away. So like it, 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 yeah. You should make a tips video, David. You know a lot of stuff. Check out our bonus level. Oh, you know what? I think I just did. Our latest, uh, our latest level out. of the bonus levels. Yes. Check it out. I still like. I, I I came up with that name. It was pretty clever. That was clever. Uh, uh, that's it. Got, that's all I got. Okay. Got one more. If we're good to clear, unless you got another one, Corey. I, I've got a few. Nothing that I'm very passionate about, but I'll just list them right now and let okay. me finish off. Sure. All right. So the couple that I had left were QTEs. Um, I actually don't mind them myself, but I know those are like the bane of existence for all games. I kind of like them. Well, um, what I skip a uh, quick for? time events. Um, Resident Evil. Resident Evil Four has a lot of these mechanics, man. Oh, it's know, like a, it's when like you're a, walking, a scene, but then you have like, to like instantly end. react. Yes. Oh, yes, those are die. fine. Uh, I I don't like I don't hate them, but I know a lot of people do. Um, unskippable cutscenes are yes, really please. rough, especially. When you have to go through a part multiple times, I I watch the games, the stories of games, but when you have to play multiple times, horrible. Sonic Adventure 1 had this. I had no memory card, so I had to keep replaying the game from the start. Horrible. Um, Invisible Walls, I don't like when it's just a straight-up barrier that has no explanation. Um, 
unkillable characters. You know, that's kind of hit or miss. I don't really mind that. And uh, I think fetch quests are just the worst kind of RPG mission mechanic. You know, hey, go here, collect five things, come right back. Just a time waster type of mission mechanic. Not fun. Jeremy, hit hit us with that truth. Okay. Here's one that I think maybe all of you will be able to feel. Okay. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I have a character. Swimming as a dolphin. Right. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm playing a character, whether they're a dolphin or not, and let's say that character has a gun, whether they're a dolphin or not. (laughs) Okay. And you know how guns and, you know, we were talking about over encumbrance and stuff, right? You're only able to carry so much ammunition in your gun and you're shooting it. And then eventually, you know, you might run out of bullets and you have to figure out, okay, what else you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. So what I'm tired of is me having to figure out that situation, but my enemy's not having to figure out that situation. <laughs> how come everyone else can just, I guess, whenever they run out of ammunition, fart a little and more <laughs> ammunition comes out? Okay, this is something that's got to get fixed in games, especially if you're trying to create something that's tactical, right? Like the division is a great is a great example of this. It's supposed to be a tactical shooter. So I'm supposed to be able to figure out where to go, what to do in more tactical, realistic situations. Right. But that gets thrown to the wayside when a guy named Cypher comes out with a Gatling gun and his Gatling gun has unlimited ammunition. I can't figure out different ways to do things. I can't make them waste ammunition. None of the enemies can waste ammo because they can just fart and have more. Mm-hmm. And that goes for not only games like that, but also other games. Like I've been playing rage Two a good bit. So that's the same thing. You can run out of ammunition in that game. Your enemies don't, they can stand there, shoot at you forever. I don't know about you guys. I don't know if you guys have ever thrown a Molotov cocktail before in your life, but there's only so many of those things you can have on your person. I, I might not, have thrown one. Not in video games. <laughs> not in video games. You can have as many Molotov cocktails as you want. Okay? Like, that needs to be an issue that gets figured out. I think in just all types of shooters. But especially in, in things like tactical shooters. Um, just complete unlimited ammunition doesn't make sense. I ran into that same issue in, um, what is it, in Mafia Definitive Edition. They're gangsters. It's 19, it's 1930, <laughs> 40-something. What do you mean you have unlimited ammunition for your revolver? Like you, they barely have revolvers. <laughs> so, so like certain things like that where it's like, okay, if the enemy runs out of ammunition, okay, now they've got to try to find a way to navigate the situation to kill you because that's their objective, right? So having the CPU be, have to consider those things as well as myself, I feel like makes the game more risk, more realistic. I feel like it would allow them to program more aggressive AI in a lot of different aspects, right? Because they have this kind of thing of, well, I've only got one or two clips on me left. I got to make these count or do something to make these work, or I'm going to have to figure out how to do this in a more person to person one-on-one Millie situation. Uh, So that's the thing for me, man. Game mechanics. I'm sick and tired of enemies having thousands of bullets seemingly just out of nowhere. Now, as far as you know, has any game done this? Because this does sound like something that would come up, you know? There is, there is a game. There are games that do this. Did, did Halo do this? I feel like some of the um, um, enemies 
they would run well, out of like their plasma. Well, rifles strangely enough, stuff. strangely enough, um, what I should say is so. So for the Mafia game I was talking about, that was Mafia Three Definitive Edition. Mm-hmm. The original Mafia Definitive Edition, it does do that. Oh, nice. Okay. Guys run out of ammo, and then they're like, "All right, well, let me figure out what I got to do here." You know. All right, I'm gonna head out. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's also the same thing for like people that help you like in a uh, resident evil zero you know you're playing one of the two characters if you have no ammo with one you can just be the other one and then they're going to start shooting mm-hmm. where was that ammo where, at? where's I that ammo it. when i needed it <laughs> well you don't know as soon as you switch they farted and the fart had ammo in it and they were able to put in the gun and that's how they have more ammo now yeah that's Fair how enough. it works explained yeah. that's how it works okay guys that's our that's our roundtable. Worst game mechanics. You guys let us know what game mechanics you hate. There's got to be hundreds out there. Guys. <laughs> so just let us know which ones we missed because um, there's got to be a ton. But we are going from worst game mechanics to what we are playing. And I can kind of start us off here. I mentioned I was playing Rage 2. So I'm still playing that a little bit. The shooting in it is cool. The mission structure, not so cool. The open world, not so cool. A lot of the driving aspects of the game, not so cool. Uh, yeah, it's been Rage 2. What what has you playing it still? <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, where's the good stuff? The shooting feels really good. The powers are really cool. Okay. There's different, there's different powers. There's a, I forgot what it is, but there's kind of like a push power, right? So you can kinetically push people. There's like a slam power where you can jump up. You kinetically slam into the ground and it sends a shockwave that sends all your enemies up, right? They have double jumps. They have hover abilities, different stuff like that. Like I said, a lot of the weapons in it feel really good. They're really strong and powerful. There's some interesting monsters and boss type of, uh, of characters in it. And, um... The lore of the world is really interesting. I think that's why they made a second one, because people were so enthralled with the lore of the first game. The first game just wasn't able to take advantage of that, really. And the second game can't take advantage of that. really. <laughs> it's a little bit more apparent in the second one, though. That's so that's one of the reasons why I'm still playing that game. As far as other games that I have been playing, let's see. I haven't had a chance to play a lot of games. Um. One game that I think, oh yeah, one game, another game that I haven't played. I'm still playing a little bit of Yakuza, uh, Kiwami. I think that's, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, the remake, the remake of the first one. Getting through that, trying to learn a bit more of it as I, you know, debate the possibility of picking up like a dragon. Um, which by the way, that's not a next gen game either. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yeah, I've been playing some more Yakuza. Haven't had a chance to jump back into Ghost. I'm going to try, but I'll more likely probably end up jumping into AC Valhalla when I can just to try to get my my, my feet wet on the uh, next gen. And, um, yeah, that's been pretty much it for me as far as playing games. Who, uh, who, wants, to, who wants to go next? Um, I'll go next. Mine okay. are actually pretty quick, uh, too. Um. A little bit of Fall Guys, just a little bit. I wasn't even going to mention it, but I played it earlier today, and they actually added a new uh, game, and they remixed even more stages, so that was really cool. Um, I played Watch Dogs Legion to an extent. Uh, I'm going to talk about that later. 
I've been playing a game called Population One, which is a battle royal game, which I don't normally play. But this game is on the Oculus Quest Two, which is the VR system that I uh, kind of reviewed last week. And let me tell you, battle royals in VR are awesome. Um, I've already talked about the immersion you feel, but uh, even if this wasn't a VR game, it still has enough kind of like fun mechanics. Like the big draw to this one is everything you, you play realistic humans with realistic guns, but everything is climbable. So you have all these really tall sky, skyscrapers and you're doing the motions yourself where you're grabbing on the buildings, and you're climbing up. So everything is scalable. And then once you get to a point, everyone has wingsuits, so you can jump off and kind of fly around the maps, which makes the uh, kind of gun battles like very dynamic. Now, it's been a pretty big hit for VR. Um, I hope to see it kind of continue to grow. It kind of has like a little bit of a battle, battle pass system, all that kind of stuff you'd see in regular battle royals. Right now, it's 18 people, three, team, three people on a team. It has to be three people on a team, so six teams of three. Um, and the games go very quick, which is actually a plus, in my opinion. 10, 15 minutes is what you're going to get. But uh, that's fun. If anyone has VR, maybe check it out. Um, I don't think I'll be talking about too much VR because I think it's kind of niche right now. But I'll bring a VR game every so often. Cool. All right. Um, of course, Dead of Daylight and Overwatch, you know. And I've actually been playing a lot of Apex. The new season started. The new character came out. Uh, my brother... Uh, mains her and he's just ridiculous with her and I've been playing with him a lot he's been carrying me and uh, I just this season the, the, that new map is awesome so Apex like has my attention that's what I'm that's what I'm going to be really into cool yeah I was thinking about actually I had it on my 1S at one point and then I got rid of it because I just wasn't playing it but you know, I was thinking about jumping back into it because, again, no next-gen games. So uh, <laughs> I was thinking about jumping back into Eggpex into the new season, seeing how it is, trying it out for a while. So it's nice to hear that it's awesome. New map is cool. Yeah, and now now they introduced uh, vehicles. So on the new map oh. only so far, there's a vehicle that you and your two teammates can get into. And what's really cool about it is if you shoot the vehicle, no matter, you're, you're hurting all three people or everyone that's in that vehicle. Oh, cool. That's, that's a cool mechanic. Makes it very risky. For yeah, it's a, it's a high risk, high reward. Yeah, because you can, you can zoom. You can go. But you're, you're, if you get hit, you're all getting hit. Okay. Sweet. I'm going to download it. Great. During the break. During the break. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, I'm going to go check really quick, see if there's any next-gen games on Xbox. And we will be <laughs> back with more thoughts and players. This level of thoughts and players is brought to you by us. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, please show your support and let us know by subscribing to the podcast, following us on the socials, and contributing to community surveys and questions around our community segments. Doing so will help the podcast grow, keep our content engaging, and most importantly, make sure your voice is heard. Thanks for tuning in. And now, back to the show. And we are back with more thoughts and players. We are moving on to our next segment. We love it. You love it. It is Was It Worth It? And for this level, we're going to give a, a repeat performance here. He did it on the previous level with the Oculus. He's going to bring you something with Was It Worth It? here. Corey, take it away. 
All right, so I'm going to be talking about Watch Dogs Legion. Now, I was excited going into this game. I like the thought of being able to recruit any NPC and play as them. I thought it would make for really good role-playing. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, Watch Dogs Legion is an open-world, third-person shooter in the vein of, like, Grand Theft Auto. Now, I mentioned Grand Theft Auto because when I started playing this game, I had two separate people say, hey, are you playing Grand Theft Auto? And, yeah, that's a pretty decent comparison, except for the fact that Grand Theft Auto has so much more in this game. Watch Dogs does not have the satire. It does not have the randomness. It does not have the fun. It does not have anything that makes Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto. Watch Dogs is a very typical open-world third-person action game. Um, and the NPC thing, recruiting anyone, I think almost makes it worse. Because, in fact, you have a game that has no protagonist. It has no someone leading the charge. Anybody can be your main person, which in theory sounds like, man, this is a lot of fun. But those characters don't have personalities. When I was playing this game, it was just it was it looked like your character was randomly thrown together. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, let me talk about graphics. I think this game is <laughs> really ugly, like not even like like kind of ugly. Like it's very ugly. Like I would be thinking like early gen type of graphics here because these are all randomly generated. Some of these people don't look like they really match at all. And just the graphics, the world is kind of drab. And that's not even the art style. I'm just talking about, like, the, the textures and everything just don't look as good as I would hope for a game that's coming out literally right before the end of the generation. You should be putting your best foot forward and having some of the best-looking games you can. But, no, this game does not look good. Um, and I don't usually talk about sound in games because usually sound is like, hey, that was fantastic music. Or, in my opinion, you don't really notice it. It's just kind of like in the background. I think this actively has bad sound, including the voice acting. Now, with every NPC being playable, you can't have that many voice actors. There's thousands of characters it could be. So what they do is they take sort of, which I think they do, is they take like a certain voice and they pitch it up or down. So you get many different voices. But um, I've already I've recruited six people and I've come across one person who sounds 100 percent ridiculous. It was a lady with a voice deeper than Hulk Hogan and that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of stuff just takes you out of the game like it's laughable. And like another thing that's laughable in Grand Theft Auto, you are playing as, for the most part, career criminals. Right. So when you go around town and you're murdering people and you're running people over and you're fighting the cops. It, it makes sense. That's the kind of person you are. Now, the Watchdog story has you playing this group of hackers that is trying to take London back. Now, I'm driving through the city running over dozens of people, just murdering people, punching people. And it makes no sense for what this game is. Like, narratively, it's just it's a mess from the early parts I played. Now, I beat this game and I beat it because I lost all my recruits. And when you lose all your recruits, it's game over. So I played about 10 hours, lost all my people, and that's it. Okay. And I don't think I'm going back because I did not like this game. I feel like I, I got Ubisoft. All right? Like, <laughs> it happened. I've been avoiding them for so long, and this game made me want to come back, and it's just like I knew what game I was getting. And I blame this for myself. I think you can find fun in this game if this is your type of game, but I know it wasn't mine. So... I didn't find a lot of fun. Someone else may, but it's just, it's a generic open world game. Um, the mini games in it aren't fun. The main missions are okay. Um, it's pretty much go to an area, sneak in or shoot, hack something, 
Get Out. And those were the missions I had been playing up to that point. I just, uh, I really regret buying it, especially digitally, because <laughs> there's no going back. There's no yeah. going back. It was a mistake. Um, now, if you really are a fan of the Watch Dogs series, I had never played one before. Maybe, maybe it's still worth it to get this, because I didn't really know what I was going into. Um, but I had played Ghost of Tsushima earlier this year, which is an open world action game. And I thought, hey, I've been missing out. I really do like these type of games. No, I just like that game. This one is not that game. It's much, much worse. It's generic. It's just... Was it worth it? It was not worth it. Um, not at all. Not at all. So please, please don't buy it. <laughs> That's all I really got to say. I played about 10 hours. I lost all my guys. I really have no just motivation to go back to the game. And it's really... I know I had played Dragon Ball Z Kakarot earlier this year. And I was kind of not enjoying it, but I did play through that game because it actually had characters I knew and liked. Whether I thought the game was that good or not, I was able to finish it. This, this game, I don't want to touch it again. Now, I did download it on my PS5. I'm just going to see what the graphics enhancements are. Maybe try to go again and start. A new game. That's a, be a whole new game there. But it won't fix the issues I have with it. Is the issue. <laughs> so, um, for me, it was not worth it. I'm very upset. This is probably, honestly, one of my biggest regrets buying a game ever. <laughs> like, I bought X-Blades. I don't know if you guys heard of X-Blades. No. Horrible game. I thought it was Ninja Blade. Which Ninja oh. Blade was a decent game, I think. This is almost up there. This was one I'll remember as, like, I, I shouldn't have bought it. I knew better. Um, so I'm trying to warn everyone out there, stay away from Watch Dogs, play a much better open world game, whatever you're choosing is. Maybe Valhalla. I know that's Ubisoft, but... Probably unlikely. Just, probably unlikely. You'll be hearing that on the next Wasn't Worth It. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, Jeremy will be able to turn that one into GameStop. <sighs> so uh, was it worth it? No, it was not worth it for me. I'm very sad. Guys, there, me, there you go. I don't... I don't doubt a single word you've said. <laughs> the whole time you're just Either. like, yeah, makes sense. It sounds yeah. sounds like sounds like a Ubisoft game. <laughs> yeah. like, I was I was with you on board the whole time. Like, oh, you could play anybody. You're like, no protagonist. I'm like, yeah, that sucks. I mean, I, let me say this. Now, some of the things are kind of cool. Whenever you recruit a protagonist, they have special skills. They might have special weapons. They might have a special car. Um, one of the funner ones I had recruited had like a something that was called doomed. They could spontaneously die at any time. So that makes the game kind of exciting. Like, I could just be doing a mission and her die. But I don't think it was worth it to give up the actual protagonist that you kind of have a stake in and you kind of care about. And they have motivations. You know, this is a whole citywide thing, but as soon as you lose a guy, it's like nothing ever happened. That guy's lost, big deal. So, I don't know. So what if they, imagine this type of story, that you're part of this hacker group, right? And this this is the world in the future, so most people have implants mm-hmm. and you have this guy that's in this group or a lady that's in this group and they found a way to hack the implant network. And so they're going to have this guy in something like an animus being able to hack into people's <laughs> implants, control different people to recruit them into the network and have them do the dirty business. That way you would have a central protagonist, the person in the animus, but then you would also have all these other people you could be out in the open world. It all sounds bad, man. <laughs> it all sounds bad. You can't sell them. You can't sell them. I, I, I wish I would have bought Valhalla 
instead of Watch Dogs, though. At least I know what I'm getting with Assassin's Creed. I've played that franchise. What's the last one you played? Um, I played a little bit of Odyssey. Okay. Enough to know, hey, I kind of got the feel of the RPG and the combat. And that was not my favorite. I didn't play that long, but at least it has like a unique world. Um, this is supposed to be kind of future London, like not too far in the future, but I just, I didn't find any of it compelling. You know, it's a big open world. There's, there's really not any indoor spaces that you can go to. And like I said, the environments were kind of drab. It was like, I would say like the worst thing a game can be is not exciting in any aspect. And that's how I felt. I wasn't excited to do this mission. I wasn't excited to recruit this character. There was just nothing that really propelled me to want to play the game longer. Mm. And I won't. I know I paid 60 bucks for it, but I mean, that's on me. <laughs> I would say that I would let you, uh, you could still possibly borrow my watchdogs too, which is probably a better game. I, I heard that one's better. Yeah. That, but that you'd have to play that on, the, on your PS4 though. No, I'm done. I'm done with PS4. <laughs> Okay. Next next gen, baby. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Was it worth it? Watch Dogs Legion? Apparently not. So, either don't buy the game, and we are not endorsing going out, finding the source code, and being able to play the <laughs> game that way without having to pay them anything. We are not endorsing that. We're just saying that it is not worth it uh, for that $60 price tag. It hurts. That they're charging right now before they up their... Things to 70, right? Because one of the companies said they're going to start charging 70 pretty soon, too. Yeah. 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 Sounds like their next slate of games. Yep. Yep. All right. So we are going to travel into our next segment, a new segment called The Finer Things Club. Me wondering, well, what's that about? What's this cool homage to The Office about? And you guys have better caught that it wasn't an homage to The Office. Well, you know, we talk about games, positive, negative, but we want to be positive and talk about some of the finer things in a game that we enjoyed and that we respect and that we appreciate. Now, um, the brain, this is the brain, this, this segment is the brainchild of Corey. So I think it's only respectful that Corey leads us off in this new segment. Corey, what are you bringing to the Finer Things Club? And I would first like to say that this episode level has been extremely negative. So it's good to talk about this. Worst yes. game mechanics. No, it wasn't worth it. Jeremy hates Xbox. Let's, right. let's <laughs> talk about this. All right. So I'm going to talk about a game that literally just came out today. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'm very excited to play it. I have not played it yet because I'm doing this podcast. I love you guys. So I will do that. But um. Um, for anyone that knows, Miles Morales came um, from the comics, but he had a big movie um, a couple years ago, um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, where the animation in that was just, in my opinion, beautiful. One of the best animated movies I had ever seen. And the animation, yeah, it was just a great movie. And the animation was a little different. Now, usually when you shoot a movie, you do it in 24 frames per second. Uh, Jeremy, correct me if I'm getting anything wrong, because I know you're the big movie dude. That it was so 24 frames, 20, per second? 20, 24 frames per second, the movie was shot in. Yep. Okay. So what they did with Miles Morales, I believe, is or Into the Spider-Verse, is they cut that in half. So everything looked like it was going twice as slow as it normally would. So it gave it a lot more of a comic book feel. Now, when you first saw the movie, it took a second to get used to, but I think it fit that movie perfectly. No qualms with the movie at all. And now, um, going back to the game, Spider-Man Miles Morales... 
they have been introducing suits. Now, the first Spider-Man had a ton of suits. Miles Morales was going to have a ton of suits. One of the ones people wanted was Into the Spider-Verse. Obviously, Insomniac gave people that costume. They couldn't not give people that costume. The thing they did, the finer thing that they did was they cut the frames per second when Miles Morales wears that costume. So he looks like he's coming straight out of that movie. So the world around them is beautiful. The graphics are amazing. The ray tracing is amazing. And you have this um, graphic book or uh, comic book type of looking costume. And he's moving at such a slow frame rate. It looks like out of straight out of that movie. And I thought the level of detail that Insomniac put into that costume, when they could have just made it a skin, they could have just put the costume over. Everyone would have been happy. Cool. We got what we wanted. But to put that detail in, it speaks to a level that's just like, these people care about this character. They care about the fans. And, I'm going to be rocking that costume as soon as I get it because I love that movie. I hope I love this game. And I just think it's a great detail and hopefully a great game. That is a very worthy entrance to the Fire Things Club. Thank uh, you. I, I really like that little detail they put in there. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, David, do you want to go next? You want me to go next? Yeah, sure. I'll go next. Okay. Okay, so... Mine is going to be from The Last of Us Part 2, and I know this is a reason why a lot of people didn't like the game, but the detail that they put in of you having to play the person that, I guess we do spoilers at this point, killed Joel, like, people people hated that. You know, like, that's that's who they loved, who they played as, and but it really puts in a perspective of everyone is fighting their own battles like to her that was the worst person in the world and she wanted him dead and that's what she got but to us you know he was one of the greatest people we saw the fights he had to go through all of his passion it just it puts perspective that i hope people took in like everyone is fighting their own battles everyone's living their own lives not everyone's going to know what you've been through you're not going to know what they've been through and there's just so much you know negativity in the world not even just this level that we we need to we need to change that we need to stop hating on everyone automatically and start you know i guess essentially loving each other that's that's the final detail that I really liked about that game. I also like that twist. I thought it was great. You know, it made me care about her side and her characters um, without spoiling anything else yet. I thought it was good. Cool. Another very worthy entrance into the Finer Things Club. Nice little touch. And the I like how he says it after every one. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yes. So, um, my thing I want to bring into the Finer Things Club, Finer Things Club, I'm sorry. Um, we had talked before a while ago about the, and even mentioned it in this episode or level, Ghost of Tsushima. Just great game. <laughs> great game. Beautiful game. And we talked before about uh, one of the things that the game does is it has that nod to Akira Kurosawa. The Japanese filmmaker made a lot of the samurai films and the it was like like 60s, 70s, start, certain stuff like that, right? Um, but 
if we look, you know, we talked about that Kurosawa mode where everything's in black and white and all that different stuff like that. But part of one of the reasons why the the game is just so awesome is because even the way it's it tells the story is an homage to those type of films, not just Kurosawa, but other people that that made um, you know, those type of movies and stuff. And so one of the things I wanted to talk about was a little nod it made or nod it makes when you go into these boss battles. There was a movie called uh, Harakua that came out in 1962. And it's not by Kurosawa, it's by, um, if I say this right, Masaki Kobayashi, right? It's a Japanese director. Um, but in this movie, you have this samurai whose clan has been destroyed and disbanded. And, you know, they're, they're, some of them are ronin. It's, it's, it's a whole bunch of, you know, despair. And he's trying to, I guess, find that honor of, the samurai, Bushido, all that stuff. And during the course of that movie, there's several people that he, you know, obviously opponents he runs into and he has these attacks and these these battles. And these are intense one-on-one battles. A lot of the ways that the battles are staged in Tsushima are throwbacks specifically to this film. The slow walk up, the 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 you know, the um the intense stare you talked about, I forgot exactly what the mechanic was called, but you know, when you're able to approach a group of enemies and, you know, you hold triangle and stuff to kind of have this standoff where you're doing all that stuff, right? It's all just an homage to this movie and to the way that even in the lowest, I guess, being of a samurai, the lowest level of honor you can have, how there is still an incredible immense amount of honor and respect shown to your enemy and to the entire process and to this thing called Bushido. Um, and the way that the moves different things, if it's the, uh, divine wind sweep, you know, the sweeping over stuff, you know, you see the, the, the flowers fluttering and all that stuff. All of that is an aesthetic and a mood that is borrowed from those movies and specifically from this one of Harakira. Um, so I thought that, the game did a beautiful job of not only giving homage and a general sense of maybe just one specific person in Akira Kurosawa, but also the genre as a whole, and especially to that movie in Harakira, because there's a lot of elements from that movie that became staples in that genre of samurai films. So um, those guys over, over at Sucker Punch did their research. They obviously have an affinity and a love for these things when they made this game. Uh, everything about it is not perfect, but there's enough there where you can tell they really wanted to do a service to to something greater than just the story itself or greater than just the game itself. Uh, they wanted to give homage to the entire genre of the samurai epic. So in that way, I think they accomplished it. So I think that's a little thing they brought to the Finer Things Club. That's a great entry for the Finer Things Club. Thank you. That's a You're great welcome. detail. Well, I mean, you know, it's this, it's was, some, this was a really wonderful segment, guys. It was a really wonderful, really wonderful, positive segment. I know we gotta do this again. You know, we should do it again. Maybe in like you know two more levels. Okay, we'll meet yeah. back. Yeah, we'll come back. Awesome. Yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna leave what I think was very structured, soft. And, and moving appreciation for games 
And we're going to move into the chaos of 20 questions where someone has a game and we have about 20 questions to figure out what it is. So exactly, exactly 20, exactly 20. (laughs) Now who has the game for this level? That's going to be me. It's going to be David. Okay. So me and Corey have to guess. Let's do this. Uh, Jeremy, I will let you start off because you did not have the opportunity last time. Okay. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. Um, my first question is, in this game, do you use a gun? Yes. Okay, you use a gun. Is this a first-person shooter? First-person perspective, I guess. I... Am actually I have to uh, oh, I, I haven't I haven't played it in a minute, and I actually I was just thinking of that question, and I think it wait it's a yes or no right what was the yes. question <laughs> is this take place in the first person perspective okay no no it does not it's third Correct. person. Mm, okay. Okay. And we and he gave us another hint. He has played this game, right? Doesn't mean he's I think that's key. Game. I think that's key, though. This is true. This is true. It does. It does take away a lot. And he hasn't played it in a minute. Now I'm gonna. I think now, David. Well, Corey, if if this is a, if it, if it's a yes to my next question, then I think it really helps us. If it's a no. We're on worn to us some rocky land, okay? My <laughs> okay. next qu- my next question is Are there zombies in this game? Yes. Oh no, <laughs> this is about to be record breaking. Okay. David <laughs> I know, I all messed right. up, all right? <laughs> is this a uh Yeah, is this a um well, it's gotta be a Resident Evil game, right? No, let's not go there. Is this a franchise from Capcom? Yes. Oh, okay. So now we have Dead Rising or we have Resident Evil. I believe, obviously, it's Resident Evil. Um, I think we're at four questions as well. So. Right. Correct. Um, we can still this, lose this. There's like there is a lot of them. There's a Resident lot of them. Evil. You really have to guess yeah. which one it is. Um, if, if I may, Jeremy. Yes, okay. Is this one of the numbered Resident Evil games? Oh, that's that's pretty. That's a that's pretty question, good. That's pretty good. No. It's not one of the numbered Resident Evil games. So that's five questions. We still don't know if it's Resident Evil technically, but I'm just assuming. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Is this game in the Resident Evil franchise? Yes. That's six. So it's not one of the numbered ones. It's not so one not of the numbered one, ones. Not one through but seven. A, but it is a Resident Evil game. It is. So it's a spinoff. Um. Man, I don't even know if I would know this. Right. Right. So there's still a lot one. of those, too. Uh, I think we should try to figure out. Uh, shoot, Jeremy, go on, man. Take it uh, away. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Um, does this game predate 2010? Ooh, that's actually a good question. You think it's the it's the Wii one? Umbrella Chronicles? He does like the Wii, I think. 
And if he's not sure, 2010 would be right around that time where it's like, I don't know. Okay, what what year did you ask? Does it predate 2010? No. So it's 2010 or so it's after. Within, it's within the last 10 years. 10 years. Okay, so we're about the last seven questions. Years. Up to okay. seven questions. Okay. Man, what came out? Was it... I feel like... Mm, did this have an online component? Yes. All right, so we're at eight. Now, there was... Oh, man, what was it? There was a really, really terrible one. Yeah, um, it was... Um, um, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Corps. No. We didn't ask. Um, I don't care. Uh, That's it's a not question. Umbrella Corps. <laughs> it's not Umbrella Corps. Um, man, what online Resident Evil? Um, Still a few of them. All right, did this come out during the Xbox 360 PS3 um, era? Yes. Okay. Okay. So that even cuts it down even more, correct? It does. Technically. So we're, we're looking at like 2000, 2010 to like 2013? It'd be like 2000. Well, no, well, it'd be like 2007 to 2013, right? No, 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 because it's after 2010 because of your question. Right, but the Xbox came out, Xbox I'm saying came no. out 2013. Right, so it's got to be between 2010 and 2013 because oh, it's okay. after 2010. But it, it was made on that council, so um, so we got three years to look at here, and I don't know. Okay, okay. is is uh, is this game Resident Evil Revelations two? No, that's a great great guess. All right, okay. so what is that? It's ten. That's I think we're 10. at ten. Okay, you you've been counting. That's ten. Okay. Okay. Resident Evil Revelation 2. That's a we're, perfect one. We're in a we're in a good spot though. We're in a good spot. Because, but we're not Resident Evil we, fans. We know it's not. We know it's not Umbrella Core, and we know it's not Resident Evil uh, Two thingy, right? Or uh, <laughs> Revelation. It's Revelation could be, Two. Could it be Revelations One, or did that come out too early? It it um it had it had it had to have came out not that long before then. Uh, this might be a dumb question. Maybe we can figure out like a location. Revolution Revelations One takes place on a boat, I believe. Or maybe we can find out who it stars. Like, because a lot of those characters, you know, mm, they kind of do. They kind of use the same characters, even in yeah, the yeah, yeah, all yeah, some somewhat, somewhat. Um, okay. I don't, I don't know what this could be. Well, I wanted to make it easy, but I wanted to make it hard. You know, is this okay? Game, is this game? Resident Evil Revelations. No. That's 11. Shoot. Um, does this game take place in Raccoon City? Yes. I don't know how that helps us at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not re- <laughs> I don't know how that helps us. That would have took out uh, Revelations 1 and 2 with one question. Yeah, two. I should have. Yeah, I know. We used three <laughs> questions that could have been used for one. So we're at 12. Yep. Um, man, Resident Evil in between 2010 and 2013. It came out on the Xbox 360 or the PS3. Um, oh, man. So this came out. I, I, I don't know. I'm at a loss. I can't think of a Resident Evil during that time. I mean, Resident um, Evil 6 came out. That's a numbered one. That's a numbered one. So what so... else could it be? I think there was another online one, like Resident Evil Mercenaries or something. 
I feel like that was a thing. Um, I have a question. Is was this game an on rail shooter? Uh, you don't have to explain what that means. So that means that your I guess your first wait, you said wait, did you say it was or wasn't a first person game? Wasn't you said it was not, so it could not okay. be an on rail shooter. Be an on-rail shooter. Okay. Okay. Um and it has an online component. Mm-hmm. So what online Resident Evil? I can't I can't think. Did you play did, did you play Nameless Soldiers? I'm gonna have to say no. I think that is almost a yes though. I think it's the one game that was better than Umbrella Core that came up before it. I do not know the title of it. I don't want to use the internet to cheat. <laughs> Um, that's fourteen, um, I think. What's that? I think that's fourteen. Uh thirteen, I think. Thirteen. Okay, thirteen. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I'm I'm struggling here. Was there any like off-brand? There was no Resident Evil racing game, correct? Right, RPG. That, that, that wouldn't be a that wouldn't be a third person shooter anyway, right? Yeah, probably not. I can't. I don't know, man. I think I think it's a game before Umbrella Core, and I think it was something mercenaries. And oh. yeah, those guys probably weren't nameless, but is it? What's the one that he's mentioned before? I think that was for PlayStation One, the one he really likes, Survivor. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there was another one though. Do you play as anybody that appeared in Resident Evil 1? Wesker, Jill, Barry, Chris. Are any of those the main characters of this game? No. It's that online one, man. I don't know. Is this Resident Evil Mercenaries? I think I'm close. I don't know what it's called. That's actually, I'm pretty sure that's a uh, That's a a mode in Resident Evil. Oh, is it? Yeah, but that's not it. Okay, I think I I think I got one. This is the one that I know that has a name that wasn't one of the four you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Is it Resident Evil Code Veronica? Oh no, that's a great guess. Shoot! All right, so we're at sixteen. We have four more. Hmm. Resident Evil for PS3, Xbox 360 in a three-year time span. Online component. It's not that other one because that was on PS2, the one that was online. What was that called? The PS2 one that was online. Resident Evil. That was uh, um, the whatever. I didn't, the, I didn't have online for PS2. So I know, I but know. I feel like it had a sequel. Jeremy, I, I don't know, man. Is it Resident Evil Zero? No. That's. We got three more. Um, okay, not Resident Evil Zero. Uh, it's is, not. This is so stupid. It's <laughs> like. Does it's, this it's, game have a story mode? Yes. It does have a story mode. Okay, because I think that other one was mostly just online. So. This is. So- I mean, that is true, but I, I mean, I'll help you out there. 
So it's exactly it, what it I'm had a story mode. Just, it is exactly the one you're thinking of. I just don't. I just don't know the name. I just don't know the name. Wait, wait, what? Wait, this what? Is ha- this is half a win, Jeremy. Wait, what? 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 Wait, you're saying <laughs> it's the you know- one I'm thinking of. I know the game. I just don't know the name. Okay, but describe the game. The game is where you play as like pretty much two mercenaries, and Four. you're like. Are four mercenaries, and you're doing like a horde mode type thing. I've never played the game, so I don't know exactly. Uh, he mentioned what it is. this one before, didn't he? I, I don't have. know. It's the one before Umbrella Corps. Okay, before okay. I, Umbrella Corps okay. was bad. It's the one yeah, before yeah, Umbrella Corps. Yeah, keep okay. So keep talking. Keep talking. I thought it was like there. something like Resident Evil mercenaries, Resident Evil, um, right. uh, blah blah blah. Right. I don't know. Right. Resident it was Evil. The, he mentioned it before. It was the mode. That he thought the Resident Evil 2 remake would have, but it didn't have. It had something that was different, but oh, similar. That, that is Mercenaries. That's what Corey's thinking of otherwise. The other thing, not but oh. this. Oh, but the one he's thinking of now is a different one. The, what he's thinking I'm now thinking, is the I'm answer. Thinking of the exact game, but yes. Mercenaries is the uh, bonus game on Resident Evil 3. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I just don't know the title. The okay, name of the so, title. Wait. Okay, so describe it again. Describe it again. You play apparently four mercenaries. Right. Um, pretty much nameless. I'm sure they have names, but you know who cares? Right. Um, and it's like I think you go through like horde mode type stuff. You probably have a little bit of things to do on a single map and zombies. I, I don't know. I've never played the game, so I just I know what I'm looking at in my head. And it has not, it's not horde mode stuff. And it has Resident Evil in the name. Yes. Yes. It has, so I'm guessing it's Resident Evil, comma something like Resident Evil Outbreak or something. Is that it? No, that's not. It's it. not something outbreak. like that. That's that's something the thing like you were thinking of. PS2 was Outbreak. I couldn't okay. think of because yes, I didn't have Resident online. Evil Outbreak is PS2. But yeah, that's not it. Yeah, Resident Evil Umbrella Corps is the other one. I'm just missing the one in the middle. This is like a Jill sandwich almost. Okay. Um. So one last one. Wait. Oh, we got two. Yes, you got two more. Wait, so did we say it wasn't Resident Evil Resident Evil the uh Resident Evil Oh, 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 because of remember because we said Umbrella Core. Did we say did we say Umbrella Chronicles though? Didn't they have one called Umbrella Chronicles? I think Umbrella Chronicles is the shooter on the Wii. Yes, it is. Oh, that's okay. I'm just answering Corey's question. It's that's that's not know. the answer. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's mercenary something or umbrella something or Resident Evil something. <laughs> that um, one's right. Resident Evil Stranger Tides. I I don't know. <laughs> uh, um. Does it have the word umbrella in it? The title. No. So we have one. We have a guess. That's it. We have a guess. Resident Evil. I have the game. I have the game. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I have the game. Resident Evil. The Dark Side Chronicles. No. No, that's the Wii again. (laughs) That's 20. We lost. All right. So your four umbrella employees. Those are the... uh, Vigilantes or whatever. We don't care them. about the game. And we want it was the, the title. Online. You could be the bad guys or the good guys. You'd be Leon, Claire, or whatever. It's Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. What? Man. That was the game. You're, that, Man. I mean, you said the online one and everything with Umbrella Chronicles. Shoot. I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I thought you guys were going to get it right away. But yeah, this game did not really do that well. A lot of people didn't like it. 
I loved it. Not enough to put it on my top five, obviously. Came out but... in 2012. Yep. I mean, like I knew the game. I just had you did. no clue. You knew the I game. I had no clue of the title. It was impossible for me. Because <laughs> you said in Raccoon City. I was like, yep. There, there, was, there was a game before Umbrella Corps. Umbrella Corps got really just... That was just I didn't even, horrible. I didn't even bother. The with one it. before that was like decent. That's why people thought Umbrella Corps might be pretty good because the last one was pretty good. Hey, work upon that. But just let's, let's move on. We lost. We lost. <laughs> we lost. It's just so ridiculous. <laughs> like I, I wanted to make it easy, but I wanted to make it hard. Oh, very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I get what you're going. You picked a franchise yeah. you like. Yeah. Yeah. He, picked the, okay. he picked the franchise with 50 bleeping games in it. Okay? <laughs> you guys got rid of like a lot of them instantly. Yeah, that shows how many there are. <laughs> That's true. Okay, touche, touche. So uh, with us having the final of zero and the column of wins for that, we will move on to our final thoughts. We each offer a thought or a point about something related to this episode or not. Who would like to give their final thought? I'll go first because I actually have a question for both of you and for anyone listening if they want to answer. Um, so I'm in a little bit of a dilemma here. Okay, so I saw Planet Coaster was coming out for consoles and I don't play on PC much and I've always really wanted that game. So I'm like, cool, November 10th, I will get it on consoles because I will have the PS5 a couple days later. Awesome. 50 bucks, little steep. It's on sale all the time on PC, but big deal. I'll buy it. And then I see it's also on Xbox Game Pass. So I'm in a dilemma. Do I just get it for 50 bucks when I know I can just get Game Pass for $10 and then play it that way? Yes. But I'll have to play it on the Xbox One S. Or should I just wait until I get the Series X and then play it? But don't spend the 50 bucks, right? Honestly, play it for an hour on the One S or whatever just to see if yeah. you even like it. And then at that point, save the rest of it and spend the money and get it. Right. On PS5? Or, oh, yeah, a PS5, yeah. Or you Make know, sure you like it. If you, want that, if you want that Game Pass Ultimate, you can play it on PC where it belongs. No. No, I will not play it on PC. Okay. Then I say, I say try it on I, the 1S. I, I don't want to be known as the PC guy as well, okay? Okay. I mean, it, hey... Fair point taken. Point I'm taken. sick of these titles. Point taken. <laughs> okay. Well, you can't be the you can't be the PC guy until you get a better graphics card than David. Okay. Which That's is the 2060. Whoever, yeah, whoever has the, the best graphics card. There you go. Whoever has king. the best graphics card is the PC person. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Ain't gonna be me. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, David, you want to go or I can, I can take on. Go ahead. Okay. Might be a long one. It depends. My final thought is, um, Xbox launch kind of blew a little, right? Because, um, I had a pre-order at Best Buy for my Xbox and they decided to make sure that they could authorize the purchase on my card before they gave it to me. That makes sense. You got to make sure the person can pay for it before you give it to them. Don't want to get scammed. That's cool. Um, but instead of just authorizing just to make sure they have access and there's money there, they authorize it for the entire amount. Right? So I went into verified that my payment method works. It didn't work. 
but somehow they were able to send another authorization charge to my to my bank. I then finally fixed that issue and they were able to authorize it and it sent another authorization charge to my account. So I had at one point, just days before having to acquire this, a fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> just floating in the ether. <laughs> okay. So that happens. I talk to Best Buy. They can't get the problem solved. I talk to my bank people. They give me a number. I call the number. It's for small businesses. I'm not calling about a small business. I then get put, put over to a person that does the credit cards. I'm not calling about a credit card. That person then supposed to transfer me over to the person that can help me, except whoops, they hang up on me. Oh, so, God. My final thought is, hey, guys, I'm very grateful that I got my stuff, but you also kind of blow. <laughs> and you got to get better because you do these like once every eight to ten years. Okay, so like keep it together. You may not have to do another one again. Just get the I mean, especially for the Xboxes. It's not like you had a bunch of Xbox Series X games you had to ship on out there. So at least you can do is get the consoles right. Okay, you guys are good, but you also blow. That is my final thought. David, <laughs> what is your final thought? Okay. So my final thought is how earlier I was saying everyone should be more, you know, loving to everybody. But uh, I like to want to quote my, my girl T. Swift. A friend to all is a friend to none. Now, just because I'm telling everyone, you know, love each other doesn't mean you have to be friends. You know, I've been to parties where I can't stand the person, but I'll still sit there and talk with them and, you know, BS and have a good time. You don't have to like everybody, but you don't, you don't need to make, you don't need to make a scene. You don't need to, you know, talk crap. Just have a good time. That's my final thought. That is David's final thought. Don't be, don't be fake, but just be decent. Very, very good, uh, very good thought and added to live by. That brings us to the end of level 15 of the thoughts and players podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast service, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeart, all the other stuffs, as well as our YouTube channel. Um, Corey's put up some cool unboxing mm-hmm. videos, uh, some Deku versus Bakugo. That's right. My hero academia, which is just fantastic. We'll also be putting some, unboxing videos up there for the new consoles because the next gen is here allegedly and uh, so we'll be doing that so check us out there also you can like the podcast on facebook at facebook.com forward slash thoughts and players all one word as well as on instagram at thoughts dot players thanks again everyone for listening and we will catch you on the next level peace